Full of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. I want to start immediately. Because I'm looking at my list, and it's going to be super speedy speed round tonight. <laughs> Fire away. Yeah, first of all, people listening, this is Full of Sun and Fury. You already know that because you clicked on this, presumably. I'm Cyrus Mortazavi of Kirkland, Washington, slash GreatSwordStudios.com. With us from San Diego, California, and presumably the Hellfire Gala is Ariel Rodriguez. Hello. Thank you for having me. I wish I could have made it to the gala. We'll start there. What the hell was that? I I I think it was like a booth-like experience thing with cosplayers. Marvel makes has made a big deal about the Hellfire Gala thing for a number of years now. It's part of that whole X-Men reboot. Um, I thought that was a good idea to like expand on that, given what STCC had become this year due to the various studio stuff not being there. Good on them for trying something, you know, unique, but organic. It felt organic, right? Like that they, they, they'd make a big deal about the Hellfire Gala anyway, so they're just going to, you know, expand on that. Well, without Hollywood, yeah, it kind of feels like cosplay would have been the big deal. Yeah, so my, my wife Jo went to SDCC. She was actually a speaker there. I, I got to say, uh, very proud of her. Um, she has spoken at New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> And also held a panel with uh, the legend Jim Starlin at WonderCon. I, I think uh, that's that's a hell of a, a trifecta of experiences there. Uh, so she 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 got the third one talking at STCC this year. She she went. I didn't go, but I heard you know from her secondhand what what was going on and definitely cosplay, comics, anime, and video games were the 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 the, the pillars, if you will, of the show this year. She's got to figure out a way to get you guys to Lake Como Comic Con. Oh, Lake Como Comic Con. That sounds phenomenal. Right? It, it's, oh it's, it's a Comic Con at Lake Como. I mean, it's just, it sounds so luxurious. Oh, it is. Even the people that are like, ah, I don't want to do fucking Comic Cons are like, yeah, I'll go to Lake Como. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even the, even like the crotchety old bastards that don't want to sketch, you'll always be like, "Yeah, I did a sketch at Lake Como. That's how I got there." <laughs> it's like, all right, but you know, I think it. Actually, I know it's artist driven, so I, I don't know unless she can like partner with I don't know Jim Lee or something <laughs> on the on a project. You never know. But I I feel like that's the the next castle for her if, as far as Comic Con invitees. I will I will mention that. Uh... I, I don't see how we couldn't be excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't believe there's one there. It's like having it in Monaco or something. I, I know, right? Or slash Madripoor. Okay, so that was a cosplay. That's, that's cool, though. She was telling me that it was not wall-to-wall, like in the in the exhibition area in Artist Alley. You know, it's like not like you couldn't walk past people. There was There was, there were people, it was like, a populated show but it wasn't just a mass of meat <laughs> moving through the tubes you know like it can be you know like a Co- bigger cons Co- covid con 2023 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was not that it was like 
healthy it felt like a healthy amount of folks but not a crushing mass i mean she was only there for a day and she like took her time right she didn't like get that morning rush trying to get through the gates the front when they first opened or anything like that she you know had her uh, panel time and she just kind of you know went in and did her thing uh with with time to spare before and after so it was like pretty chill but not like barren wasteland either so if, if anybody heard you know any kind of statements of that sort it, it was certainly not that but it was not throngs well here's the here's the problem with twitter slash x in crisis mode i've heard very little about what the hell happened at this thing because there's nowhere to like put that information <laughs> yeah yeah there's there were like big booths i mean it's just not you know okay no hall h like mega events the rocks not coming out with lightning coming out of his hands or whatever crunchyroll had a big booth they had like, okay a, a gundam in there <laughs> and uh Jujutsu Kaisen season two is out, so they're they're pumping that up. And video game companies had a bunch of booths there promoting stuff. Cosplay everywhere. Marvel had the whole Hellfire Gala stuff, and they made their announcements on the comic side of things, like they do. DC the same thing. The only thing I heard on that, because I I thought I would hear more, was I guess there's a new Punisher. Yes, there's a new Punisher. Yeah, I think, I think that's I think that's all we know. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, entirely new character. Mm -hmm. It's some kind of special forces dude. I don't know. Uh, and and uh, they announced Superior Spider-Man's coming back. What else did I hear? Spider-Boy gets his own ongoing. That's like a new Spider-Man sidekick that they dance a lot introduced over the last few months. I think the X-Men, I think X-Men's due for another reboot. I think they're done. Oh, <laughs> I guess we should circle back to that. You said they were promoting the reboot. So is this is this Hickman's run or no? Hickman, so uh, my understanding, and I, I haven't been following it closely over the last maybe year, year and a half. But I don't think anyone Hickman, has, man. <laughs> Hickman did the Hickman thing where he like writes like 7,000 pages of diagrams and things, and he sets forth the story, which was great, and I, I read a lot of that stuff. And then I think a year or two ago, maybe longer, but I, uh, maybe it was about maybe two years ago, he left, and he kind of said, well, here's the blueprint how to finish out the story that I set. Uh, and the, the the timeline iteration that I set and all that kind of good stuff, and other folks can take it from here. And they've been they've been staying that course more or less. And I think now they are introducing Fall of X, which I think is the the way they kind of collapse things back down from the whole Krakoa era to whatever Marvel wants to do next. Was that always the plan, or did he get busy with something else? I thought he got busy with something else, and I could I could imagine that once the idea is on the table and he's written his seven thousand pages and thirteen hundred diagrams, that like the 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 novelty of like getting to the end like over a five year plan or whatever, because I think it's been a f several years since he he rebooted everything. I could see where the luster that's, that's, maybe it, it's it's been at least two, but I wasn't real sure. I've heard enough about. Um... Oh god! Now I'm forgetting the name of the title, but uh, one of them was Powers of Ten, and then the other one where he was restarting. Yes, House of X, it, Powers of X. They're House intertwined. Of X. Yeah, they're intertwined oh. with each other. Yeah, yeah, which sounded super interesting. Is it's know, great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great way to revamp X Men. Uh, but it's, I guess you know it's run its course like things do. 
I'm due for a uh, Amazon a Fire uh, reboot. Speaking of, <laughs> which is why I haven't read this stuff yet. So nice. So, but yeah, it was, it's on my short list, and nothing's been on my short list in quite a while. Yeah, it's it's a good one to have on the list. I mean, I read House of X, Powers of X, most of the first fifteen or so issues of X Men coming out of that. Um, then read Ten of Swords, the crossover, which is cool in its own way. But I haven't read like uh, Fall of X or they had like a bunch. They like they 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 went at it hard. Like they had New Mutants, Marauders, Excalibur, X Men, <laughs> um, X Factor. I think showed up X Force for sure. It's been overdue for a refresh. And yeah, well, and they had all those spinning out of the Hickman stuff going in all kinds of directions. They had like X Men Red. It was like it was just an explosion, and I think now it's like yeah, it's time to collapse back down and reboot it to whatever. But I, th I think honestly, I think it's probably the best X Men has been in a long time. So like kudos to everyone involved because it wasn't just Hickman. That's it. It was just I really like what the the ideas, the core ideas there. I think it was just like yeah, good good on them for giving it a go. Post AVX, it seemed like the only title that really made any noise was uh jason aaron's uh book uh-huh with with wolverine's competing school and yeah. I, think that, I, think, I think the title was called wolverine and the x-men if, if memory serves i think so yeah 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 i read a little bit of that it was good okay so less well attended but still well attended i guess is what i'm understanding yeah yeah like certainly not like a barren wasteland you know plenty of stuff going on Plenty busy, you know. I, I don't know if you take this what kind of uh, mile marker you might consider this, but like the the Funko booth it was like wrapped around the you know the booth and going down the down the the exhibition hall. So it wasn't like nobody was around. <laughs> uh, you know, I do something. not understand that. <laughs> Me neither. But hey, you know, here we are. Did people have a good time? Yeah, I mean, Joe was telling me people seem to be having a great time. Yeah. Okay, I, I just, I, I, with again with social media in crisis, I, I just, I couldn't follow this shit. I was, and YouTube, the YouTube community kind of failed me. Uh, I, hate, I hate to put that out there; it's kind of negative, but they just didn't do a very good job beyond like you know catching like you know the the hot cosplayers, which okay, fine, that's all right, that's cool, but. But I, I have no, I can't tell if the artist did better, did worse, I, and over an artist alley or slash the boots, people that are buying comics, I don't got a feel for it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Joe jo went to artist alley. She got, she picked me up something from Adi Granoff who had a, had a booth there. And sure. like, it was, it was lively. She told me it was lively. There was a line, you know, stuff was okay. going on. Okay. Adi's sketchbooks are cool. Yes. It was my first one that I've ever gotten from him as. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I had to ask. I was like, oh, I see on Instagram that he's going to be there. Could you grab this for me? <laughs> that's a good deal, because that, that's not a short trip for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, all the way from Yorkshire, I believe, if I, if I remember correctly. It, it, <laughs> it, it, like it, it, it's somewhere in northern England. I, I can't remember exactly. All right, so <laughs> I guess that's a, it's a hard maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, it was a comic con. I mean, in the most traditional sense you can think of it. I mean, yeah, 
know, it's weird to say, I guess, in 2023, especially for being the Comic Con. But and I'll tell you, like, I did the pick up and drop off. Like, uh, traffic was indicative that a lot of people were doing stuff over there. All right. Well, I'll try and continue to monitor it for as far as that goes. I uh, I don't know what the buzz books are in the industry right now. I because there hasn't been one in forever and a damn day. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not like that very much anymore. I mean, I think Marvel's trying to make Fall of X that buzz book, but I'm not sure that that's the case. Um, on the DC side, um, well, they're treading water. Yeah, as we've we've covered in the past, because they, Warner Brothers slash AOL slash whoever the hell they've combined with has gutted the publishing line. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I didn't really get. Uh, I'm trying to recall what the event announcements were, and I'm honestly blanking right now. Um, I know there's like a Marvel, there's a Marvel like Spider-Man and Street Level Heroes thing called Gang War that they're promoting. Oh, and I guess. I mean, the most controversial thing of all, uh, Miss Marvel died in the comics, and they're rebooting her as a mutant. Wasn't she always a mutant? No, she was an Inhuman. She was an Inhuman, thanks to a certain Ike Perlmutter, and uh, yeah, now she's a mutant, uh, and will have powers that mirror the ones in the MCU, so her power set will change as well. But yeah. it's not Kamala, or is it going to be Kamala Khan it's Jr.? Kamala, for... it's, it's Kamala <laughs> Khan, just she... They killed her off and then kind of like resurrected her within two months. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, she'll mm. have, you know, she'll be an X-Man. She'll have new outfit to reflect as such power similar to the MCU and a mutant. Okay. That's, yeah, that's probably the most in terms of crossover and, and kind of discussion of how like why this is happening and what's, you know, what's going on. Like that's maybe the most impactful uh, thing between comics and, and other media. Okay. I mean, that's kind of where the publishing landscape is right now, unfortunately, here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess part of me was hoping that there would be something cool with Hollywood absence that had some buzz, but it's a double whammy, right? Uh, there's a strike, and then there, uh, there, the, the the fall of X in the real world. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair, fair. The the other fall of X. Yeah. Makes it hard to know what the hell actually happened over there unless you went. Yeah, I, I looked at the Eisner stuff, Eisner announcements. Um, cool to see uh, James Tinney and the Fourth get an odd for the Nice House on the Lake. That is a cool series and creepy as hell. <laughs> I hear his name a lot. So it sounds like his career is doing it's, gangbusters. Yeah. It's all over the place. Still, you know, it's got his image stuff like uh, he got the Eisner for, and he's got on sub doing stuff on Substack. I think he still writes at DC as well. He's all over the place. Same thing with Tom King. Tom King. I, I in fact, I, I think he got nominated for um, writing the Human Target, and I started reading that recently because, uh, you know, if you get Tom's a good writer. That, yeah. Surprise, surprise! Right? He's still, he's right. still doing good stuff. Is Bendis still on Superman? No, I think he's I think he's been done for a while. Okay. Well, I am out of the loop. He's like he's I'm having a hard time actually following what he's up to. I know he was writing Legion of Superheroes for a good while there. He might still be writing it. But like he like shrunk his DC content down and then he moved Jinx World over to Dark Horse. And I think he's like mostly focused on independent stuff. 
or creator yes. stuff rather. He's doing a lot of stuff on Substack actually. Oh yeah, he's also got like a like a masterclass thing right going on. Uh, There's also a sequel to um, True Hollywood Story or whatever the hell he actually called that. I'm oh on it. yeah, God was the name of that. I know what you mean though. Yeah, he's he's. I, I didn't realize he was attached to that horrible Spider-Man musical. Yeah, right. Yeah, and this is his comic book more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seems like he's gone in that direction. He's less less involved in the big the big books. I I think there's probably more money in independent right now. I wouldn't surprise me. But we're these are the Twilight of the superheroes on more predicted forty years ago. <laughs> At least in the, in the comics. All right. Well, let me let me tear the bandaid off in the most provocative way. Uh, since we're this is radio after all, how did Secret Invasion ruin your marriage? <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, uh, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't the story I was wanting it to be, but I kind of knew that before it even started, given the parameters of what they set up. <laughs> Counterpoint: There was a story? Question mark. I mean, you know, there was a beginning, middle, and end. You just described a menu. <laughs> I, yeah, I I don't know. I, come on, I, was it great? No. Um, oh, I, enjoyed, I thought it, I thought it was bad, shockingly bad. I enjoyed a lot of the um, Talos Nick Fury moments. Uh, Sonya Fallsworth is a great addition to the MCU. Enjoyed her moments as well, but it was a it was like those moments that I enjoyed more than the overall package, if you will. I don't really understand what they were trying to do from a what like what what parts of the MCU that they want to put in place to make this that they decided to do it this way with this story. Was it the roadie part on its own? Was it getting Nick Fury to kind of be more involved going forward? And so they needed to have a story around him where he kind of pivoted or after coming out of the blip to like like what what pieces did they want to move forward and then they crafted presumably the story or this story around what they wanted to do is my guess of how things played out creatively and i just trying to i'm struggling to understand like what they were trying to do but like week to week i didn't like get to the end of an episode and be like wow this is a huge waste of my time i didn't i didn't feel that way personally i there was enough to get me through, but certainly not a, you know, not the best that they've done. Oh, I, 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 I you know, I'll, I'll say it again. I thought it was, it was god awful. Um, the, none of the narrative fl- flowed from the characters, at, at, at all. <laughs> I, to your point, I think that was the entire point of the exercise was just to set up a new dynamic. I, I, I I'm my, my guess here is we're we're setting up Excalibur. Oh, okay. And for, um, for Fallsworth's character and Gaia. Yeah. You see that? Because, um, you know, Black Knight's in play. True. I'm hearing, I'm hearing Cavill as um, as Brian Braddock rumors all over the yin yang. That would be inspired and logical. <laughs> yeah. I I hope so. He's not doing anything right now uh, for other reasons I'm sure we'll come to. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure we'll touch on that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of time to play Warhammer 40, 40k. If, if that's, I know that's his thing. So, 
I guess there's an Enola Holmes. Well, no, there's the damn strike. Who got, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, there's nothing. Everybody's playing <laughs> Warhammer 40 K right now, as far as I'm concerned. That's another problem. I'm, that's a, another prediction. I'm going to throw out there for you. 2024 going to be the year of the video game. Okay. I think this strike is poised to go on a long time. I, I agree with you. I don't see signs of folks wanting to close this off quickly. I don't think they can because and I've gotten a way to know this, but I, there's a certain logic to it. So follow me here. The streamers have been hiding their numbers for what a decade now. Close to it. My suspicion is there's not those numbers are nowhere near as good as they, they we've been led to believe. If that's the case, they they can't negotiate because they have to release those numbers. If they release those the, those shitty numbers, their their stock prices, which are hyperinflated, crumble. Er, ergo, there's just not going to be new television for a while. Yeah, I mean that that's sounds logical to me. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a combination of that and. God, what was I was going to say? Now I just blanked. I, I, I was thinking it's a mixture of the numbers not being as as good as they as they say, but at the same time them being cooked in a way that the executives are still getting like wildly overcompensated. And I think, well, it's an American corporation. Well, yeah, but to the point where like. Um, I bet there's more layers of people to piss off than maybe is like clear right now because those numbers, like you said, are not available. And I think it's just going to be a back kind of similar to what you're getting at. It's just it's going to be a disaster when it finally some of those numbers finally get out and mm. everything kind of rebalances to to fit. But I guess we'll be waiting. But like you said, there's plenty of other stuff. There's video games to play. Japanese animation is not affected by this strike for the most part. Um, oh. East Asia is, is going to be the central benefactor of this bullshit. K-dramas not affected by this. <laughs> that's, that's what Netflix is going to be here in about six weeks, I'm guessing. Uh, anime is like uh, going through some, some, some good stuff, I think. Uh, just the, the hype around we're, some of stuff. Yeah, we're, we're on an uptick. Speaking of things that, in the zeitgeist that I do have a feel for. But that's, that, that's some good news. I feel like I feel like we need it. Where would you put Disney 100s on uh, the disaster scale? They're having a rough year. Yeah, yeah. And it's not all been bad. I know I just took a huge hit on Secret Invasion. And I stand by that shit, uh, figuratively, not literally. <laughs> but they have reduced. They they produced good films, and I'm sure we'll talk about one of them here in just a, a little bit. And I think Ahsoka is probably going to be awesome. Yeah, I, th I think it will be. Just, yeah. But it has been bomb after bomb after bomb at them for the box office. And they were about as bomb-proof as any studio was. Yeah. I, I, I think it goes to show, though, that um, it's if it's not fresh and unique, it's not going to, it's not going to, like, make a billion dollars. Like, the movie-going audience is just different. I don't think any of these studios know what they're doing. They they did for a while, and they were turning them out. And 
everything's just different. It's not just the pandemic, right? It's the inflation. It's the all this other stuff. It's just different now. Barbie will make a mil- a billion, but I don't think anybody would say, "Oh, those chess players, chess masters at <laughs> Warner Brothers know what they're doing." Would you like to guess what's the biggest film of the year so far? Is it not Barbie? No, but she's in the top three, I think, at the time of this recording. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I think I read this, and I'm I'm drawing a blank now, but um... I was curious because I was like, okay, if Disney is failing, who's fill, who's who's picking up the slack? Because mm-hmm. so, yeah, because not. I mean, I I know the numbers are deflated, but they're not zero. Super Mario Brothers. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. They crushed it. Although, I guess no one liked the movie. It was the strangest thing that I've seen. I, I, I have I still haven't seen it yet. I'll be fixing I that seen it either. pretty soon. I, I thought it looked good though. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, it's certainly on my list. Mm-hmm. Um it's it I, I'm just getting the impression that like sequels, uh even of beloved franchises, not necessarily gonna be enough to put butts in those seats. Especially when you know it's gonna be on Disney Plus however many months later and you can you can wait. Uh, you're already giving Disney money for that anyway, so. Although they tried to, they're they're trying to make us wait. I know they're they're, but I don't think that I don't think that negging is gonna like have the effect that they <laughs> that they want. That is a pitch perfect description of what's going on. <laughs> Get uh, negged by by Bob Iger. Yeah, it's bitch. like I, I really don't give a fuck. It's like you're just pissing me off, Bob. I don't like making me wait ninety days or whatever. Like, it's just like it's not helping my life. Um, or your bottom line. Yeah. Uh, to quote Jake Skywalker, this is not going to go the way you think it will. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think, you know, you get the fresh stuff, right? Like Super Mario movie went there. Like the last one came out when in 1992 and it wasn't exactly this. So a unique thing, Barbie, unique thing. You're seeing all the sequels, like not, not hold up, right? Like they're doing well. Let's, I mean, let's be clear. Like, it's still hundreds of millions of dollars that Guardians made, that Ant-Man, Quantumania made, that uh, uh, Fast 10 made. I, I, I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but it's a lot. It's just not a billion dollars. And I, I don't think that calculus is... And, and, and to, to be... I, I guess to justify their panic, is what I'm about to say here, it's, it's a significant decrease from that billion dollars. Sure, sure. So yeah. I, under- I understand why they're or, <laughs> or or money as the case may be. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's indicative of a, a change need is required. You know, the old the old model doesn't doesn't fit. Make a change. I don't know. They're really like and that change is a Barbie film, evidently. Yeah, they should do that. They should you know look at creative things like that. And to do that, they must pay their writers and actors their fair wage. <laughs> Oh, they'll be goddamned if they do that. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, they've all become out and said, which is why I think this is going to go on for a while. Did you participate in the whole Barbenheimer experience? No, no. I, I haven't had a chance to see either one. Uh, okay. I would have loved to have done a Barbenheimer thing, but it's just... I haven't even seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yet. <laughs> so I haven't even been able to get, get, to, uh, get the, to a Disney Plus myself yet. Uh, I watched it first night Okay, that, that I could. Um, it's excellent. Nice. James Gunn finished it, finished the trilogy nicely then. Oh yeah. Yeah, he did. 
we, we can talk about this f further at, at a future date. But I'm so delighted that this this is the man that is going to be in charge of Superman. Nice, good. It's I good mean, to hear. <laughs> oh yeah, I he's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is is his bad movie. That 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 that's a very high floor. <laughs> yeah, for real. Now, if you were going to short him like you were stock, I would point out that his bosses are still stupid. So you know, the, there's there's all the, the the Warner Brothers military idiot complex could always step in and fuck something up. And then, secondly, you could make the argument that he's never dealt with an iconic character. But I don't know that I would argue that very strongly because I, I kind of feel like Harley Quinn is an iconic character and he crushed it with her in the Suicide Squad. She was, yeah, she was iconic before he got his hands on that character. Agreed, agreed. Sure. Yeah. I, I know she's newer, so maybe she doesn't think, you don't think of her as an icon, but she she's pretty beloved within that pantheon of, of IP. Well, good. I mean, maybe you're already thinking about this, but it would be interesting to have an episode to talk through the trilogy, the Marvel trilogies and kind of see like, I guess Thor's a little bit of a weird one because there's four, but uh, it just feels, that feels very Thor. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it'd just be interesting to like, kind of go stamp, take a step back and look at those as trilogies, right? Guardians, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Ant-Man now as well. Ant-Man now. And, yeah. And the Wasp. And the Wasp. Um, Do you like power just, ranking? I don't know about a power ranking, maybe, or just a retrospective of like, were they trilogies in the sense like, uh, I'm willing to bet Guardians probably feels the most cohesive as like, these are three tales that fit together as like a, a whole in a sense, maybe of exploring the characters. I'm just willing to bet. I don't know. And some of the other trilogies kind of feel maybe more like they needed to move the MCU forward. And so there's some of the movies in there exist less organically with the others i don't know it'd be curious to talk through it yeah yeah i i bet ant-man as in all things fares unexplainably well <laughs> there was definitely a character arc there that they they were really uh against all odds <laughs> came together pretty well <laughs> yeah and you know that that that's true that the, the i was just thinking um the Avengers movies influence those trilogies in ways that it's interesting. It's they're not standalone like uh, Star Wars Episode Four, Five, Six, arguably would be as a trilogy. Yeah, that'll certainly uh, hamper Cap in that ranking. Not from a quality point, but maybe from a connectivity. Yeah, sort yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, just an interesting thought. Like, yeah, you can make a lot of meat out of that. It's just you know, there's there's a lot of trilogies now. <laughs> there is. How how much of a nut punch was it to you emotionally, the announcement that Spidey is gone from the MCU? I didn't hear that announcement, so... Yeah, that's I, guess, I, right guess, I, I guess this is breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. It's not as sad as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, but... Uh... <laughs> so Tom Holland is, like, done? Is that what that means? Like, I'm confused. He he doesn't really know, but I think he's kind of has prepared himself for that unfortunate eventuality. But per Sony's high grand high poobah, the uh, that that uh, that creative partnership is over for the time being. 
Okay, maybe that's just uh, executive talk for need to write a new contract, bro. Let's 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 do this again, Disney. But you gotta the, the terms need to be more favorable to me. I think someone's riding high on two successive uh, Into the Spider Verse films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we need another Venom before to to take things and and a Craven to we we need we need to morbid up a little bit more before they figure out where they really stand. We never say never, but that's the that's the official policy right now. But yeah, there's a Craven bomb on the horizon here, <laughs> so that could dramatically change the. Uh... Morbius wasn't that long ago either, folks. Let's. Yeah. My God, the memory of a goldfish. These executives. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I don't... I, I know I've ranted about this before, but like for the life of me, I don't understand why they choose to make movies about Spider-Man villains when there are literally hundreds, if not millions, of alternate Spider characters that they could go with. I, I know, like God, they they've got Emma Stone as Spider Gwen if they want to do it. Yeah, it, it's just unconscionable that that's not actively in development. Felicia Hardy, Felicia Hardy yes. is the black cat. That feels like something that would that would crush. Yeah, it's so stupid. Take your pick, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. You want to do uh, you want to do like you said, Spider Gwen. You want to do a Spider Woman. Pick your Spider Woman. You want to do Silk. I know they're working on a TV show, but it feels like it's been in development for like ten billion years. Take your pick, Spider Man India. We choose Craven. <laughs> yeah, Craven. That's Venom three and Craven. Those are. The winners. Okay, I'm not going to blame them for Venom because people keep going to watch those movies. I know that. Yeah, that's true. That's the laser cat scenarios. Damn us. <laughs> Goddamn. We, we're telling them with our money we want that. And by, I'm using the royal we. That's a mistake, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it sure as hell isn't me or you doing it, but no. I've seen the money piles. They are making money on those god-awful movies. So... In that regard, it's not it's that that that's not their fault to go good bull hunting yeah. on it for a second. Yeah, I I, I hope they strike another contract because I mean not, not having Spider Man in the MCU is just like I I don't I don't get it. Um, but Sony's bungled it for the better part of the last what twenty thirty years. So I mean, Spider Verse movies aside, what's interesting to me, I wonder. Like, are they still number two, given how bad Warner Brothers has been doing with the DC properties? In terms of uh, box office for the year? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going from, from purely financial, although that's as good a metric as any, but like, you know, perception, fan, fan, oh, fan reaction. Uh, that's a good question. Maybe? Because out, outside of, you know, the Batman, it's pretty bleak over there, as we've covered in detail over the years. Yeah. Superhero-wise, at least. I mean, they got Dune. You know, they, they're... They have other stuff that, you know, studio-wise, I think, you know, props them up. Sure. Uh, Warner's, did, did Warner's also do uh, Oppenheimer? Is that, uh, not that it's the same class of uh, box office type film, but... Uh, it's Chris Nolan, so probably. I think he normally works with Warner Brothers, you know, one yeah. way or another. I, I, I mean, as far as sentiment goes, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony's up it's there. I mean, it's closer than it should be, regardless of, <laughs> of, of uh, I think, any person decides to, to, to power yeah. rank that. Yeah. And that's, that's not great. I think Netflix has uh, a lot of clout. Uh, I think they, you know, they're, they're, 
they make they make mistakes, but they also like uh, tend to keep things that are successful going to the point that the fans are satisfied. Amazon probably deserves a, a uh, an honorable mention based on Invincible and the Boys alone. Yeah, and they do a lot of uh, what do you call those uh, dad novels? The airport dad novels, like the the Tom Clancy stuff that they do. No, oh, yeah, I thought you were gonna say Jack Ryan. <laughs> yeah, and they have other stuff that's uh, in the same da- dad core. <laughs> they have the, they have Jack Reacher. They have the the Ryan verse stuff. Uh, they have the most expensive streaming show ever, more than Lord of the Rings, I believe. Uh, and now I'm blanking on the damn name, but uh, it has uh, I, Richard I thought... Madden in it. Uh, what the heck's uh, the name of that thing? I can't remember it. I thought but... the I thought Rings of Power was like the end all be all. Maybe Foundation from Apple. No, it's I'll have to look it up. But like, you haven't even heard of it, and it's like that. It it's cost them so much money because they basically. <laughs> had to start over with the story after they lost their showrunner midway through filming or something. Uh, now, when you say lost, what, what does that mean? Is he well, like, that, they, uh, they, they, the creative differences result. Oh, okay. Split. Uh, this isn't like they can't, he dropped his air tag or something. No, no, <laughs> no, no, like, no. Okay. The, the Russo brothers were producing and they had a different showrunner. Citadel is the name of it. I'm trying to find a number here in this article, but that's another one that I think is fits into the, the, the dad core of Amazon Prime. <laughs> I think I think they just like it needs an outlet, and they're filling it. And they've got, uh, like you said, also they have some superhero stuff. They got the boys. They've got uh, Invincible. Uh, they're spinning off. They've got a spinoff of the boys, right? Uh, Gen V, Gen Five. I, I don't know how you pronounce it, but that's coming out. They announced that at Comic Con, I think, or like promoted it at Comic Con. Okay, I I I just. I hated that comic, so I could yeah, never get past it. Didn't appeal to me either, but yeah. they're doing stuff, Amazon, just quietly, very quietly. I, <laughs> I mean, that's not great that they're doing things quietly because they're tr- clearly trying not to be quiet about it, but I, I don't know. And they, they just bought MGM, right? I think they're still trying to figure out what to do with all that, honestly. Um, James Bond? Yeah, but well, and you know, James Bond is like controlled by uh, the broccolis or whatever, still in a, in a big way. Oh, you're, sweet you're Jesus. right. Uh, among many other MGM properties, well, yeah, they can't be more difficult than Christopher Tolkien, though. <laughs> right. That guy, what a pain in the ass! <laughs> I'm sure Amazon's like, oh man, these guys, these broccolis are a breath of fresh air compared to this. This will be no problem. I mean, we, we can use the name, right? Uh, yes. Yes, you can do it. Okay, great. Perfect. We're all in. Here's a billion dollars. Those are gift cards from Amazon. Ah, oh, we thought you wouldn't notice. <laughs> you got a lot of Kindle credits all of a sudden. <laughs> well, all right, let's transition to, like, the one thing I can think of that isn't just burning down. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. You finished Picard. Finished Picard. Season three uh in the can did you uh, hit a point where you were like i gotta keep going it was pretty early on it was just uh you know life gets in the way uh, real mm-hmm. life uh but i mean it was it was hard to put down it was really hard to put down it was it was a nice next generation uh reunion without feeling like how do i put this like hokey i guess like 
they got the they got the band back together, but they took their time to try to make it feel like they would, you know, they would occasionally cross paths or like, well, they're an old friend, so of course I'm going to pull them in, you know, type of thing. Uh, it just didn't feel like, oh, they fancy, were... fancy me to you and ten forward, you know. It was like uh, right, they were as clever about it as they could be. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, Jordy runs the museum, and oh, yeah, Data's body is like plugged into this thing over here okay <laughs> yeah wharf is the head of covert ops which is pretty cool yeah that that oh man i was pumping my fists jumping up and down on the couch when i when he showed up yeah uh i mean it's it, it was it's definitely fan servicey but they did such a good job with it i don't, I don't care yeah yeah I, I guess it's kind of where i uh landed out on all that i mean at the end of the day i i i i, I I felt like the show is called Picard and Picard is such an important character to Star Trek, but he is not, he was not the sole draw of that, of the next generation by any stretch. So to not involve more of the cast than they had in past seasons, I think would have been a big mistake. So I'm glad that they, they went this way with season three. Did you miss the characters from seasons one and two? Or were you okay with them shifting over to making it next generation season eight? Yeah, I I didn't miss them that much, honestly. There was a few spots where I was wondering if they would pop up, but I really liked having seven around mm -hmm. <laughs> more than uh, missing the other ones. Uh, so I mean, Rafi was there too. Rafi was a big Absolutely. part of the story, uh, and Rafi's really cool. I, I I'm, I'm glad they, uh, they they gave her a nice storyline. Um, that wove in and out of everything else so that was that was good i think uh having rafi and seven there was enough for me i didn't need uh the other folks it's it just maybe maybe because those two characters in particular rios kind of but like seven and rafi feel like they bounce off the next generation characters the best and i don't know if that's just they decided to like tweak that a little bit more for this season but i've even going in, I would have said that those two characters probably bounce off the, the next generation characters the best. So, the events of season two actually wouldn't have worked with the storyline. So, Girardi was Girardi before was never in play. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there was a few times where I was like, "Really? They're not gonna they're gonna bring the Borg back, and they're not gonna talk about Agnes's, you know, new Borg or whatever." But I, I read later as an interview about like, "Well, she's holding the holding that rift." You know, closed over there. Oh, that's handling the bullshit. You, never you. <laughs> the the actual answer is that she's a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, she she, right. she just fixes it if she's in the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why, like, well, we gotta fight her out somehow because this doesn't work with it. It's good to see the changelings back. Yes, and I enjoyed that. That 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 was going back into to deep lore. There was a lot of deep lore here. God, fucking Moriarty. <laughs> yes, I saw that. I was like, holy shit, they're really mining like everything. Yeah. Next generation. Holy crap. But good on them. They made, they, they made it fun. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was slightly disappointed to see the work again. Yeah. Yeah. But it it, it was logical. It, it worked. It, there wasn't any real. I mean, they even like leaned into seasons one and two pretty well with the whole this disease we thought he had. Yep. Wasn't a disease. Uh, they, they were his girlfriend out. She she had, she got the poochie treatment. She went into space. We never saw her again. I know. Jeez. 
Uh, wasn't quite Kobe Smolder's bad, but it wasn't great. But yeah, but, yeah I, I God, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I I liked it so much. I stayed for the credits. Oh yeah, those oh those were wonderful. They yeah, had they like were, the, they all were. the panels and all all yeah. like the best musical scores from the twenty five years or whatever it actually yeah. was. I, I still I stayed for them a couple times, but not not every episode. Oh, I, I I couldn't I couldn't leave. It was too good. God, I hope Legacy happens. We haven't even talked about Jack. Jack was great. Yes. At first, oh. I was like, "Man, this guy's gonna be just like a dipshit uh, side character trying to like ham it up like a like some kind of young Picard." But no, like they they really developed like that, and that the actor was like really just re- did a really good job, like pulling the humanity forward for, for that character as each episode went on. I mean, like that was damn good. It, it was it was exceptional. They asked a lot. They they were actually asking him to carry a lot of story, and yeah. some pretty pretty unbelievable um, character beats in a very short compressed time frame. Yeah, and he he sells it at least enough to where I didn't have to break s- suspension of disbelief. Yeah, it's Spellers if I remember his name correctly. Yeah, he was phenomenal. I'm. Um, the whole third in command of the Enterprise G uh, is a little weird, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets the he gets the uh, the the ne- nepo baby treatment. <laughs> I, although I, don't, I mean, he's he's parent. He has two admirals in the family, so I guess that's what uh, happens. Uh, yeah, I guess that shit still happens. But ended up... we're in the twenty fifth century though now, aren't we? In the yeah, in that timeline, I think, so. I think, I think yeah. they just crossed over. I really hope Legacy happens. Same. You know, it's interesting. It's Star Trek has come full circle. Um, we finally have a captain and a first officer banging. <laughs> the the slash pick writers from, from 60 years ago, they finally got their wish. That we, we've never done that character di- d- dynamic. And I'm like, d- d- <laughs> surely someone would have looked into this shit that they used to date. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nope, she's the captain. She's number one. Okay, sure. Great. <laughs> Not a problem. That is fertile for storytelling if they want to go there. And honestly, if they don't go there, it's going to be friggin' weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that's a weird thing for me to be like fixated on, but I just could not help noticing that. But that's, uh, yeah. I, I can't believe they're doing that. Captain Shaw was a <laughs> hell of a character. <laughs> right. Which is why he had to die. Yeah, right. That was the problem with that was the only problem with Picard. All good characters and Soji have to die. <laughs> Are you you're, you're following Enterprise Weekly, right? Or I'm not I'm sorry, Enterprise <laughs> Strange New Worlds. I'm, I'm trying to catch up. I fell back a little bit, um, but I'm, I, I I'm trying to get uh, get get all the way back to to parody with the, the week to week. So right now I'm on the episode. I just finished the one where Uhura was uh, hearing the strange sounds from the aliens in the in the dilithium gas or whatever. Oh, you're caught up. There's, I, I think I got no, because I, I I just started the one where the lower decks characters cross over, and I know there's a there's a musical episode after that that just dropped. So I think I'm too behind. Uhura hears the dilithium creatures in the musical episode. That's that's more than the same. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I just finished the whole episode, there wasn't, there wasn't any music. Does she hear two sets of aliens? Maybe she does. Maybe she does. 
There was one where they they were in the mine, the refinery, right? And they had to blow up the refinery. Oh, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Absolutely right. So I finished that one, and then I I watched Boimler cross over from animation into into real life, and then I had to stop for the night. <laughs> oh, so you're in the middle of that one? That's a nice yeah. episode. Yeah. Very meta. <laughs> that show, I, I gotta tell you, like, it's so fun. It's so fun. Uh, it still feels like Star Trek, but they they managed to have so much fun with those characters. It's it's just enjoyable, really really enjoyable. But building on that, yes, and if you will, it's it's not all camp or all fun. Right, right. You're 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 not there yet, but there's a very serious uh, one coming up with the uh, the Doctor and Nurse Chapel at the center. I believe it. I believe it because they they do have more serious episodes and then that are more character focused and, and kind of examine. And I mean, the one where um, Spock turns human, even though that was mostly funny, had interesting beats, you know, more serious beats in it as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, they're just doing great stuff. Really. Even the, the, in the, the one with the, I just watched with her, like the, the relationship between the two Kirks, uh, just good stuff. Like they didn't have to include any of that stuff. Really? But uh, it's cool that they are. I mean, they're just exploring this t- part of the timeline, and you know, it's it's great fan service without being overly fan servicey, I guess. Yeah, that seems to be a hallmark a hallmark of the um, entire franchise right now. I, I need to give Discovery a look now that it's done. Yeah, I think I think uh, if you can get past that 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 big hump of season one, which. I think for a lot of folks, if you're going in expecting what you've seen in Picard and Strange New Worlds, it's it's not quite the same uh, to to put it lightly. But yeah, it 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 is certainly after season two and forward, it becomes more Star Trek, traditional Star Trek in 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 theme, uh, at least uh, you know I don't know sixty to eighty percent of the time. My understanding of season two is is that the consensus of where the show becomes good. So if I yeah. can just push through for season one, it should be okay. Yeah. And then I think the the season one storyline where they go to the the evil universe, the go-to universe. Uh, sure. That's, you know, like from the original series, like they go to that 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 universe. Um, to me, that's where like I was like, okay, this is actually like, I, I'm, I'm hooked now. Like this, this is, this is pretty cool. Like uh, these ideas here. Um, but it, it does take a while. I'm I'm looking forward to, to giving it a second chance. I don't normally say stuff that, but well, you'll have time without a bunch of new movies and shows coming out. Yeah, I really do think that's what we're looking at. I, I just I feel so thankful for Star Trek as of late. Phase five has been fine. It's had ups and downs. I mean, Secret Invasion notwithstanding, which I think was very much a down, but I think overall it's doing pretty well. Uh, they're having to ratchet back, and as you were just alluding to, they're going to probably have to really ratchet back in if, if this thing goes on for a while. Netflix is uh, premiere franchise, The Witcher. Uh, boy, that's that's a frustrating sh- show and universe. You've not watched season three yet, I believe. I'm three episodes in. Uh, okay, as of today. Henry Cavill was right. This is my take after having watched season three. And it, it's a damn shame. There, there's absolutely no reason that shouldn't be one of the best things going right now. 
and it it's not terrible, but there's just there's some very basic stuff that they're not doing that would really make it one of the premier entertainment franchises. And with all due respect to the second of the three Hemsworth brothers, that that's a that's that's some huge shoes to some huge boots to fill. Yeah. yeah. You know, I do wonder. Not that it's a good thing. Uh, I think if the if they were going to change a thing from the books to the show, it would be uh, that they would get Geralt more involved uh, in the later seasons. If they're assuming they're translating, you know, the the things along the same storyline, but Geralt has a lot less and less and less to do as the books move on. Uh, so I wonder if they're like somehow, even though it's not right i think for them to do this I, I wonder if they're banking on that i wonder if they're like well you know we'll get hemsworth to fill in you know stuff will happen he'll get you know he'll be off to the sidelines more often and it won't be that big a deal it's like yeah but that's not the way this show has been built yeah it's the witcher <laughs> and uh <laughs> right the novels can do whatever they 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 do, and it's not the emancipation of Geralt of Rivia and the fabulous birds <laughs> of prey, right? It's no, it's the fucking Witcher. Yeah, and although I would becomes, watch that, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very much a it, it becomes a very series centric story, you know, as you go sure. further on and on and on. Um, honestly, as a book reader, to, to, to some of my frustration, just because. A lot of it was like meandering and like thinking about philosophies and what things mean and like what do you do and trying to like have somebody go through kind of like a coming of age in this with this weird power set and all this other stuff. But also, it's called The Witcher, <laughs> and I want to see him witching stuff up. Um, and I'm sure everybody else on the sh- watching the show does too. So that's, that's gonna be a tough needle to thread. So, so as someone who's who's read the novels, is it Geralt? Is the is the adaptation Geralt light? The, well, so far, it's about the right amount of Geralt. I'm just concerned that okay. in the books, it becomes less and less like he gets like, I don't I don't want to spoil too much, but I'll say like he gets injured mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of sidelines him a bit. And it's like the series show uh, with some Yennefer, although Yennefer also gets sidelined, which I think I, I, I haven't I haven't seen this far, but I, I did read that they made a change in the in the in the hmm. show to, to kind of side sideline her less. And so like, I'm just wondering like, <laughs> so Samuel L. Jackson doesn't come out, show up and just shoot her in the face. <laughs> no. That that's a relief. <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't know why I'm so bitter about that show. They're allowed one fuck up. I don't know what's wrong with me. I no, <laughs> they, they fridged Maria Hill. And that is a, that is, that was a huge mistake. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's been thirty goddamn sh- movies and five or six shows. I I, I need to let, let them. It's okay. If they have an F, they have one F. <laughs> I guess I just wasn't expecting it. Was all. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, now that you've watched a little bit, I have a I have a, a stage combat question for you. Sure. This is bug. This is bugging the crap out of me. But I feel like the sword they've got Henry Cavill using is too short. Oh yeah, he's he's like, it, it almost seems a little too light in his hands, right? He's like wielding it like a like a two handed machete. It's very weird. I th- honestly, I think, okay, th- this is a theory, but uh, play it on me. I'm here for it. 
the way the books describe the Witcher combat is, I think, maybe written from the perspective of somebody who doesn't didn't do any sword play or like look it up or like do a lot of heavy research. It's a lot of pirouettes. They talk about a lot of pirouetting and a lot I've of I've heard that. Around. Yeah, but yeah. it was almost like a, more like a um, Renaissance uh, Italian. Yeah, like kind of uh, like a fencing, like rapier fencing or something. Not yeah, like a, not uh, like I, a I'm blanking on the sword. title. Uh, but that that kind of thing, and and it's and it's like to do that in on this in like this combat, like maybe you just need a shorter, lighter sword to be able to pivot it around versus you know like the you know. Well, this is this is where Cavill's size works against him. The man is a yes. brick shit house. <laughs> I know he he could do he could make it look light and dainty with an actual size like big ass sword because the man is. Right. So, yeah, you, you gave him a rapier. It would look a little odd, but but the, what what they've decided to do isn't any better. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why what? is he standing and fighting like that? It's so weird. <laughs> I like some of the choreography. I think it's like different uh, compared to other stuff that you'll see. Like, it's not just dudes like grunting and like throwing yeah. a big piece of metal around, uh, which is really cool. But. Yeah, there are. I, th- those I think it looks good. It's just I- I've yeah, never yeah. seen someone that size wield a sword like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like kind of it always kind of takes me out of the story. Like, what, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, so okay, I'm so I- curious to see what they do with 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 Geralt going forward because in the 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 canon he has a lot less to do, but that's not the draw of the show. Well, I'm I'm appreciate you kind of a illuminating me on the, uh, the the greater narrative here because if they do move it to Cirilla uh, and now they have the new star that I think they can do that with a little more uh, justification not they need it anyway but somehow that's how sometimes that's how Hollywood does these things that that's that that won't be false that'll that'll kind of follow with uh, the original author's plan yeah it's just because what my understanding is what le- led to the rift was Cavill was upset they weren't following the books enough. They and they weren't for like season two was like not really like had pieces, but for the most part did not. And I was wondering like why are you guys going in this direction at all? Like book two and book three are some of the, are the best ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like go for the meat it- guys. <laughs> Is it a question that they're difficult to adapt or do they just kind of decide, fuck it, we're going to do our own thing? I think they're, they decided that the wild hunt needed to be played up early. And so they like had to have story that pull out of thin air, like the wild hunt, like those, the, I don't know how much in season three, they show up beyond the, I know they're, they're in the first three episodes that I watched, uh, but they don't talk about them too much, but like the cloud skeleton dudes that follow Siri around. They do not appear at all until the last book. And so I feel like they're like trying to play them up and like seed them in and like try to get them to be more important artificially and had Jennifer do all the stuff she did in season two, which is not in the book at all. And I feel like it doesn't it didn't add what they think they maybe thought they were adding. And I can see how that would piss off Henry Cavill if he's a huge fan of the books. Didn't need that. Like there was plenty, plenty to adapt in a way that I don't think oh. it would have been difficult. They did. They did. They did my girl Yen dirty. Is that what I'm hearing? She, didn't, she doesn't. She doesn't lose her powers, <laughs> and doesn't 
like well that's a that's a significant deviation yes <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't bargain siri to try to get to baba yaga <laughs> baba yaga doesn't ex- like doesn't exist that way in, in truth i haven't read the, the the last book yet so i maybe there's stuff there but even if that were true and all that were in the last book why poured it early into the story like that that doesn't make any sense like there was plenty of build up and like politics and stuff going on with Siri Yennefer and Geralt already to not have that be necessary. And like, um, I could see his Cavill's point the season three so far anyway, is starting to get closer to what the books were doing, mm. but I'm not done with it yet. So I don't know what they're going to do by the end, but well, I think you do. You, you, <laughs> you've, you've, you've alluded to some things that have happened. Okay. And I bitched about this last time, but I just wish the uh, the alliances and such were a little more spelled out. Because I feel I feel like there's a, de- a depth of storytelling that's not coming across due to confused direction and a, just a lack of a previously on segment. That's a incredibly frustrating. A, they need to take a page from uh, The Last of Us <laughs> creators. <laughs> They're basically anything on Max. <laughs> Yeah. I think even the fucking White Lotus has a previously on. <laughs> there you go. That's about a hotel. I think. I've not actually watched it. I don't know. <laughs> on the topic of Netflix and uh, what the hell they're doing, I'm I'm very curious about what this One Piece live action show is going to be. Like, how it's going to hit, how it's going to land, what the content itself is going to be. They're really trying hard with this animated live action stuff. Um. I thought it was DOA because in spite of no social media working right now, I have heard that everyone hates this damn trailer. <laughs> I see. I, I saw positive reactions to it. So it's like, I don't know. Oh. I don't know what to make of it. Well, they better get going. They got what? A thousand episodes to catch up. Yeah. On? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another anime that right now, apparently I, I, I'm not a, uh, one piece, uh, watcher really, uh, just yet, anyway. Who knows? Give you know, give give the strike more time and me more time. Uh, but um, apparently, that is like on fire too. Like people are really on the anime side of stuff. The anime fandom is uh, One Piece is uh, doing doing real well right now. Oh, that's cool. I, I yeah, I, that's one fandom I don't know anything about. Beyond the fact that it keeps chugging along. Yeah, yeah, over a thousand episodes, thousand fifty something now. Sure. I'm sure one's coming out as we're speaking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Normally <laughs> comes out on the weekends, I think. <laughs> How old's the manga call that's doing the, the comic? That's a great question. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. You know, one thing I did see while you're looking that up, House yeah. of the Dragon Season 2 will not be impacted by the strike. Oh, yeah, I saw the same thing because it's all in the UK, right? Like a different yeah. union and all that. Yeah. Dude was born in 1975, by the way, the creator of One Piece. Okay. But he's working manga call hours, so. <laughs> yeah, that'll age you fast. That's like, that's like 78 in real people years, I think. <laughs> so I, 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 uh, I've been watching for a while so, uh, 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 this show, Hunter x Hunter. Uh, and sure, I was yeah. looking up uh, the, the creator of Hunter x Hunter. He, he created this other beloved series, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, before that um so he's he's like pretty you know well respected creator he's married to the creator of sailor moon uh 
And, oh, uh, uh, Tama, what's it? Shit, I used to know. I knew her name. Yeah, Takeuchi. Uh, I forget her, her first name, but um, something with an yeah. N. Oh, yeah, I want to say Namida, but that's not that's not a Japanese name. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that guy has been doing Hunter Hunter. So uh, Hunter Hunter is a, a the the most recent uh, take on the manga uh, aired in 2011. Uh, it went for like 150 something episodes, and then they stopped because uh, they caught up to the manga and they needed to stop. But that's the second adaptation. The first adaptation was in the mid '90s. That dude has been writing Hunter Hunter manga. He still is writing it and drawing it since the wow, early yeah. '90s. <laughs> and he takes like long breaks because it kills him, and he's got to like recover and get put back together and all that stuff. But um, it's very Vader on Mustafar. I got gotcha. you. It, yes, he needs he needs a backup <laughs> to, to survive. <laughs> but like, it's just wild to me how long lived some of these stories are. Uh, and I just it it just you know, it's really cool in a, in a way. Like, still fertile with ideas. This this stuff. Right. Well, that that's the anomaly in Japan. In the U.S., that's just how they did it. As we've discussed, like all the time, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're rebooting X Men again. Let's do this yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. He's in he's a wheelchair, but he's a yeah. but he's a powerful telepath. Okay, yeah, yeah. we got it. Thank yeah. you. Meanwhile, this dude's like telling one continuous story for the past thirty plus years. Same guy too, yeah. Same guy. I've you know the story. The story goes from a very Indiana Jones adventure like thing to like a Dragon Ball type thing to a Magic the Gathering type story to mm-hmm. uh, there there was like a crime syndicate story to now it's like a like a Cronenberg sci-fi horror type thing and it's all the same characters <laughs> going through this stuff and he manages to like weave it through so well i'm just and they all have satisfying satisfying character arcs i take it uh i think uh it's, they do but it's they're slow because the the main characters are be, range from 12 to like 22 when they start uh and they they they, they take their time kind of they then they some of the arcs follow subsets of the characters as they go, and the other ones are kind of off some doing somewhere else. One's like a medical school or whatever. But they, they do have growth. They do learn stuff. Some of them grow but refuse to grow and have like the main character is like a very stubborn person. And so like it's 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 he's challenged to to grow and and but also his stubbornness pays off sometimes. So it's kind of like a, a tension there that, that he goes through. But yeah, this Plenty of interesting stuff going on. I don't know. Thirty years, just yeah, wild. Well, speaking of thirty-year-old anime, uh, I haven't told you this, but I have been watching the Sailor Moon anime, the original one from the nineties. Oh, nice. I just I just finished season one today, as a matter of fact. Okay. I think it holds up extraordinarily well. I believe it. The greater narrative arc. The plot, you know, it's 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 pretty shitty. Let's be, I'm gonna be honest with you. But um, the stuff with you know these uh, these middle school girls and their relationships and their wants and stuff, it's very timeless, almost like a like a Peanuts or Calvin and Hobbes kind of thing. Like it's clearly set in the '90s, but and else, but outside of like some technological stuff that's changed, it still feels very 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 fresh. I I, I totally understand why uh, an entire generation of women like fell in love with this thing. And I'm really glad I, I followed the fandom advice and watched that one. Um, now that they, now that they've redubbed it and unfucked it from <laughs> yeah, what right. happened, that, 
the whole 90s fiasco when they brought it over here the first time yep. over Crystal. Because uh, Crystal, I didn't realize they kind of screwed that up like bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Evidently, they were like, hey, we're going to we're gonna do it uh, like the real way and we're going to make it look good, fresh, but we're not going to use any money. <laughs> oh. And so it has had to head on all kinds of production problems. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, evidently the first two seasons of it are quite bad as a result. Man, I, I, I watched a little bit of Crystal Season 1, but I paused on it. I don't remember why years and yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. They, they did a very good job working around like the, the money constraints. Yeah. Like, like, like the combat's very light. It's a lot of, I'm going to do this thing, and you're going to do this thing, and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to dodge your attack, and then at the end, I'm going to use my magic healing wand. You won't be a monster anymore, but, you know. So it's, you know, it's... The animation is... not really is, the focus. Yeah. No, it, not at all. It really it really is like the, the little vignettes about the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's very charming. I, I, I think Tween Girls Today would, like, would, could watch it and just absolutely fall in love with it, I would imagine. Okay. I, I was just curious, because, you know, it has such an enduring legacy, and... It made me produ- uh, appreciate Madoka Magica even more, because now, because now that I'm I'm seeing the tropes that that subverted for the first time. <laughs> okay, yeah. Done straight. Managed to sit down with uh, the wife and catch up on Ted Lasso. So finally watched the last season of Ted Lasso. What'd you guys think? Had a blast. Uh, okay. Very refer- referential to the first uh, season in particular, uh, in retrospect. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to kind of. Get with those characters one last time. I found it pretty satisfying. Yeah. Sad, sad to see it go, but I, I think that I think it was a pretty good wrap up. And I don't think anyone's end felt false. Agreed. So. Yeah. And I like that they've left the door open for a spinoff series. I, th- I think Ted's gone, but yeah, if, yeah. to totally see a Nancy Richmond in the series. That would be if, cool if they want to go that way. You have a Miami team to root for. Worth a shit now. How are you? <laughs> how 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 does that? How does it feel to have the great one? Uh, I don't know. And all of his friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm just kind of observing from afar. I'm not. I'm not like super. Like, oh, I'm gonna start watching every game or anything. Um, just yeah, curious to see how it plays out in the long run. Well, we're recording on the night of their first loss post at Messi acquisition. Hi guys, Cyrus here, not from the future, obviously, but from less far in the past, uh, with a quick correction. Uh, we re- recorded this episode on the evening of August 6th, in which I mistakenly reported that Miami lost the game between FC Dallas and Inter-Miami, which in fact they had not completed playing. As it turned out, Miami rallied uh, behind a late messy goal, naturally, and ended up winning on penalties. And now, on with the countdown. They, they uh, apparently he played a, a phenomenal because he's really good at soccer. If, unless you maybe weren't aware of that, but they did lose. They did lose the FC Dallas tonight. There are there are ten other players that you that have to <laughs> do stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and it only cost a, a cool thousand dollars to go to that game if you wanted to. That's my understanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, the messy tax. I've been falling pretty closely because my my team has just fallen off a cliff. So. Ah, oh, bummer. It happens. Some more guys got all at the same time, and other stuff that I won't I won't go into here as we're well over the hour mark. 
Uh, any closing remarks before we uh, get the hell out of here? Uh, no, I think uh, beyond yeah. look, look, looking forward to Ahsoka, I think. Yes, looking forward to Ahsoka for sure. Let me get Loki in October. Something drops in September, I feel like, as well. Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, Marvel's yeah, Cobra, in November. Cobra Kai. Oh, Cobra Kai. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Final season. Yeah. Oh, it's going to get bleak in a hurry, though. Yeah, they're going to start running out of stuff that they have in the can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think I, I think that's going to be October. I think that's when it starts to get, oh, oh. <laughs> Speaking of video games. Good, <laughs> NBA is good this year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> i was gonna say speaking of video games uh spider-man 2 uh for ps5 comes out in october and uh, i think uh it's just gonna uh, there have been a lot of good games uh coming out throughout the year so you know back to your point that you made probably an hour ago now uh video games are gonna fill that gap i think i i think so i unless something sports wise just captures the national imagination but i don't know what that would be although i mean messy in the u.s kind of feels like that would kind of <laughs> slot yeah. pretty nicely into that but it's just not, just not that big domestically well i i guess we'll be here to chronicle it and um since twitter won't be able to <laughs> <laughs> or x that feels weird to yeah. call it that uh, I, I, yeah. I, I kind of feels like like the end of that shit getting close we're, we're all kind of waiting on blue sky invites at this point it feels like <laughs> i will say threads so far Seems like it's fine. Yeah, it, it seems fine. I, I don't know if it'll ever be what it, if any site will ever capture what Twitter was, you know, before Elon, before a lot of stuff. I, I, I'm not sure we're ever going to get back to what it was. I, I think Blue Sky will. Um, Threads feels like it's going to be kind of just like a an add on for Instagram, especially if they, they're cons. Um, committed to, the, to, to this no hashtag thing. I didn't realize that was like a thing. No hashtags. Yeah. That's, that's why no one's using them. <laughs> they don't do anything on threads. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. It's like, it's like having the internet with like no browser search. I don't, I don't know what dude thinks that's like, well, Zuckerberg thinks that's a good idea. Well, Ariel Rodriguez of San Diego, California. It's been, it's been awesome, man. Even though I, I, I came in mad at uh, Samuel L. Jackson, apparently. <laughs> it has been a pleasure as always, sir. I've been Cyrus Morazavi. He's been Ariel Rodriguez. And this has been Full of Sound and Fury. This episode and previous episodes of Full of Sound and Fury podcast are available at fullofsoundandfurypodcast.com or by subscription at wherever the hell you get your podcasts. This has been a Great Source Studios production, copyright 2023. <laughs>